I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet. Welcome to the Active Topical Banter Show RP Gamers Editorial Roundtable Podcast. I am Scott Walker, and with me tonight are my co-hosts, who like games just fine, but that is an excuse to uh, ignore flaws or ask more of them, especially in a long-form format that you could interact with in a number of interesting ways. <laughs> I see what you did there. I'm Sam. And uh, every day you guys love me less, and each day I love you more. <laughs> I'm Trent, and every day I both love and hate myself more and less. <laughs> I'm back. I love everybody, because you all are just fantastic. Are you sure you're not the 60-minute man, Mac? I am. Are you sure you love everybody? I do. I really do. Okay. I have made a lot of friends. All right, that's great. I'm going to hand out some no prizes later. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'll let you do that. I'm going to sit down. Mac loves everybody, but but not everybody loves Mac because he writes clickbait reviews. Did we, you know this? We say things just to get you to listen so we can make money. I didn't know that. I don't know where this money comes from. I would like some of that money. It's magic moon money. Moon money. Works for me. Moon money? Okay, let's do it. Isn't that called silver? You buy it on PSN? For <laughs> oh, God, you're probably right. <laughs> you use real dollars to buy a currency that you use to buy emotes. It's pretty It's pretty fantastic when you think about the, the business model. Uh, no, sir, that right. moon money is mine. All right, so leaving our moon money aside and whatever destiny emotes we would pick with it is is there one that's just is there one that's just shaking my head in disapproval there is actually i, I will buy four of them honestly some of the some of the emotes i have been tempted to to spend real money buying like there's a carlton one from the fresh prince of bel-air that's probably my favorite um two of the emotes that are dancing are like two separate move sets from michael jackson's thriller video like, like I've actually been to the tower in in Destiny and have seen groups of like fifteen people all doing the zombie dance from Thriller. It's pretty spectacular, actually. That's some coordination, man. Oh yeah, there we go. But dancey, dancey. Speaking of fifteen people <laughs> doing the dance from Moonwalker in a tower in Destiny, we're here to talk about game c- critique as it interacts with multi uh, multiplayer elements because I feel like. It's a weird... Okay, I find it weird. It is a weird thing I kind of get stuck on a lot, where... You know what? Well, I get. I guess it comes down to... I enjoy Halo 2. But... That is not where I thought that comment was going. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Okay. Alright. Let's hear that. You said... You, you, you said I love... I enjoy Halo 2, and I honestly thought I was having an aneurysm, because I didn't understand what was happening. <laughs> and but, then an F-bomb just dropped. But <laughs> the people who play Halo 2, and the fact that I have to play it with them. Ow! But you don't, though. I played Halo 2 back in, like, 
when it came out, that was like back in college days and stuff, and I don't really have to play that anymore. See, but that's... I don't have to play it with people, especially. See, that's the thing, though, is I feel like, you know, I, I can't discuss League of Legends because I can't play League of Legends because those people are just a festering cesspit of internet that I don't want to go near. You're making me miss. I am missing out player. on a major component of gaming as a cultural phenomena because the cultural phenomena of gaming is messy to interact with. So, so does your argument boil down to people are the worst? Well, there, that is one element that I would like to discuss: is that people are the worst. So, how do we deal with that? And I think. The, the obvious answer is... Moving st- to the moon. Yes, let us move to the moon. <laughs> that is where our clickbait dollars are, and we but, will but, build but a moon base. if we were base. to move to the moon, we would each have to take a separate quadrant, because people are the worst, and I don't want to talk to any of you. Yeah. See, I feel like the obvious answer is just, if there's something that you like, you should play it with your friends. But... And I realize well, it's a I think, silly thing to say, because, I mean, not every game works that way. Yeah. But I look true. at something but like... at the same time, like, there, there's, there's another point I have is like we reviewed a bunch of crummy subpar through third person looters, and you know what we got for comments? I'm sure this game's great with a great group, and I'm like, no, no. And I get this in tabletop all the time, like Shadow Run's wonderful if you have play it with friends. No fucking duh, things are great if you play it with your friends. I've watched paint dry with my friends. Is paint a good activity? No, that right, doesn't now, improve now, Shadowrun either. Now tell me this, you have not actually watched Paint Dry with friends, because if so, I'm calling you out on having the most boring social life in existence. Look, we lived in the middle of northwestern Ontario. It was watch Paint Dry because we just finished painting a fence, or <laughs> see which field people were smoking pot and hucking rocks in. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> we didn't That's feel like walking enough. at that point. So we watched the paint for a while. See, you know, there are games that I have played where the culture hasn't always been toxic. I think of my really horrible obsession with Mass Effect 3 multiplayer that I had with my girlfriends, and we would spend nights just having that sort of joy just from playing with each other. And that did not sound playing like with the Playing with your uh, lady friends late I at night. Hanging. I was going to leave it be, but you all are but again, at home. Like so. Ma- Mass Effect 3's multiplayer was kind of a tacked-on experience that I resented just because you had to play it to get the best ending yeah. if you didn't have all the DLC from prior games. Well, and yeah, sure, we had a blast with our pals from RPG Fan and random people we bumped into. But you mean the-, the editor-in-chief of Xbox magazine yeah that was i played a, on a weekly basis with yeah that was that that was a weird thing <laughs> that you just but the, lucked into but to me like i get where you're coming from where yes to you had to play the multiplayer to get a better ending that never bothered me because for some reason the multiplayer hooked me in i love that glorified horde mode which is something i didn't like about like halos or you know gears's horde modes like, they just never hooked me the same way, and I don't know if it was because it had the Mass Effect skin, if it was because I was playing with my girlfriends. Um, and we'd get some weird people playing with us every so often who, you know, would make wonderfully sexist comments, and then we'd blow their asses out in points. But, you know, 
there's different kinds of multiplayer experiences that you're talking about, though, yeah. too. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that you're referring to in this case. You know, you mentioned Halo. I know, not an RPG, but eh, so what? Um, when you talk about the RPGs, you said, you know, third-person looters may be more fun with a good group. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. But there's also a lot of other games out there that are not MMOs that still have a good passive multiplayer experience. I know I'm probably the big Souls fan in this group, but that is one of the games that really does it well because you don't actually have to talk with anybody. They you get somebody they don't in there let to help you. you. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I love it. it, it it's it's like Splatoon. All you can say is booyah. It's completely passive. You can do your emotes. You don't have to talk with anybody. There's no coordination needed. And if you know what you're doing, which you don't always, you know, it, it's a good thing to just have some extra people. That it really helped me with Bloodborne. You know, struggling with some of the like some of the harder bosses in there. Eventually, I just said, nah, screw it." And summoned other people, and they were helpful. Yeah, but at the same and time, surprisingly, people was, also you know, leave experience. signs that tell you to try jumping on the edge of bottomless cl- cliffs. In that case, yeah, you should just always ignore those. People yeah, because ig- ignore the signs. <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, you would say that the Souls culture is relatively healthy, and maybe that is due to the fact that you really don't actually have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And, well, I, yeah. and I get that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, because like when I think of the third person looters I played with Scott, um, as couch co-op experiences, we had more fun making fun of them. We had more fun making fun of them in most cases. And a lot of them really actually didn't have good online components. Um, Crimson Alliance was a perfect example of that where we oh. tried to have, uh, people drop in and out and the game just could never like get its crap together. Um, and yet weirdly enough, Dungeon Hunter Alliance, a game that is really terrible had one of the more smoother online, you know, experiences. And that one was actually fun to play with friends, despite the fact that it's an absolutely atrocious game. You know, I remember spending evenings with, you know, Anna Marie and Chris and Michael, and we were just noodling around with it, and it was fun. But then again, I that had to do with more of the social experience than, you know, what was actually happening. When I played with randoms, you know, it was never the worst, but you'd get the odd one who'd start talking at you, and it's just like, mm, I don't feel like feel like talking to you and maybe that's just because i'm socially awkward mind you i mean you guys don't usually have the problem of your vagina coming up a lot of the time in multiplayer conversation mine yeah mine does not come up very often no, at all it, it's not something um, people mention much well sometimes, sometimes you know, take- in it, but i'm i'm kind of conceited in that way <laughs> <laughs> no um if i could mention destiny because it's what i've been talking about way too much recently because I, I recently bought the game um I find it to be pretty interesting because I I hate Crucible. I hate player versus player. I'm not into it, especially in Destiny where the community, I don't know if you've been to the Destiny forums, but it is a really toxic community. People resent the fact that they play this game. (laughs) I don't don't know if they, it's it's like they've started treating it like work or some sort of Well, you have to go into it every day. Some sort of depressing addiction that they have developed. Personally, I've I've enjoyed it, but the reason why I've enjoyed it, outside the fact that I've been playing a lot of the campaign missions, is that I like playing strikes. And similar to Bloodborne, you play a strike. You're not talking to anyone. There's no voice chat. You're you're matched up with two other players for a three person strike, and the only thing people can do is emotes. So 
you'll you'll do something great and one of the other people around you will wave to you or something or you'll take down a massive boss and everyone will start dancing like <laughs> you have a team <laughs> that's funny the way towards, you just said that sorry you, you have a team everyone's working towards the same goal loot is well finally equitably shared and it feels like a, a great task is done when you've taken something down after reviving each other constantly. And there's no negativity there because there's no avenue for negativity. But the rest of the game's modes are so awful, are so horrible. The interactions with other people are just the worst thing in the world. Like, the only thing I would ever advise anyone who's interested in playing Destiny is have a good set of friends that are willing to play raids with you, or you will never play raids. (laughs) You know, you talk about the lack of... as sort of a positive and there's another game i can think of that actually was fantastic for that and that was um ragnarok odyssey which i know mac you played on the vita but i i played it on mm-hmm. ps3 and that actually had a really good online experience in that you a lot of the game you couldn't progress on your own or if you did it required either a lot of grinding um a lot of work around that just often wasn't worth it um, but because you couldn't talk to the people who would drop into your game, you'd often end up with a lot of random people who just were really happy to help you out. And again, you could only talk in emoticons, so your choices were like smiley winky face or like sad face. And See, that's- I like that. I don't know why I did, but it was just one of those things where it's like you kind of got a sense of you you all had the same agenda. Yeah, You knew the goal was take down the giant monster, so you did it. <laughs> yeah, same thing goes with Monster Hunter. A lot of people love mm-hmm. that one for the very same reason. But one of the newer games that I've heard nothing but this complaint about has been the Triforce Heroes. You've got three people you've got to play with. Single player is completely awful from everybody's experience. You've got to juggle around between all three different links to do things, and it's just mind-numbingly boring. And then you've got co-op, where if you don't have people that know what in the world they're doing, then good luck. You're going to hate working with randoms. That's all I've been reading is that if you don't have a group of people to play that game with, it's completely horrendous. But if you've got people that know what they're doing that you can communicate with outside of the game even, then that's the way to go well, about I, it. I do think that has to obviously do with a little bit with design, right? Because if you look at something like Ragnarok Odyssey Ace, the levels were never large enough to get lost in. So it was a very straightforward sort of situation. You know, you'd go through the level, you get to the boss, you fight the boss and you never felt like you were going in weird directions. Like there was the odd extra turn here or, you know, there's a a fork in the road sort of thing. But again, like you always worked through it where it sounds like Triforce Heroes. It's almost like you needed to know what the map looked like beforehand and hope that the other person knew what they were doing. That's what it sounds like just based on the things I've read as well. This is the question is how much of it is on the devs and the people that own the servers? to make this a better experience because i mean and i think that's something i do want to i i'm i'm thinking about this a lot because i'm in the middle of reviewing sword coast and i'm about to kind of spend a couple of days just sort of digging around the multiplayer now that it's populated and seeing what options they have and i'm not just talking about punishing offenders i'm talking about like good matchmaking just fostering decent community because i mean World of Tanks is a stupid cash grab, but guess what? You know what? Every game starts with every person in the chat saying, good game, good luck. Yeah, positive they, community. They, it's they're, kind of crazy. 
it, it's crazy. Like I know the guys from who run League of Legends have had to come in and bring in social scientists, panels of doctors to try and fix their community. And when, I don't know. <laughs> when things get so competitive and so time consuming that a loss is something that causes you stress or deters you from playing again, that seems to be when the hate hater aid comes out. Because League of Legends, those games are not short. You go through there and you've got to know what you're doing. You need to play a role. Your minor mistake can screw up, you know, a entire hour's worth of somebody's time. And considering that's the whole point of the game is the competition. That's where it's coming from. There's it's it's not the co-op side because you are working with other people. No, but they I only think get, they only get mad. Co-op. <laughs> I'm saying in, as far as league goes, it's not co-op that's the focus of that game despite the fact you're working with other people. It's the competitive aspect, and if your teammates aren't up to par, they're the ones that you're going to tear apart. You don't care that the other team just you know, did something and beat your butt. It's your oh, teammates. For real. But, yeah, it's, but you know, it's, it's funny it's, you bring that up, Mac, because then you look at another competitive style game, which is Splatoon, and it has a completely different community. Now, guess what? Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's geared towards a different, slightly different demographic, but... Every time I have touched the competitive aspect of Splatoon or watched Scott do it, I mean, yes, your only option to say is booyah or boo, but... No, it's booyah or hooray. <laughs> but you don't see people, like, leaving messages in the hub being like, wow, you effing sucked because, you know, again, Splatoon has this idea that it understands that it's supposed to be a fun competitive atmosphere, not... Oh my god, you screwed up my game. I hate you. Die in a fire. And that's because how short are those matches? You can make them a little bit longer. No, they're they're, they're like five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't actually you okay. don't actually get to set anything. You, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you, that makes sense. I mean with it's a five minute match. Five minute match, it's one of two maps. Yeah, and it's it's a low investment. If you lose because you had a bad team, you're out five minutes. You're not out an hour. You're not out yeah. anything else. So the lower investment means it's easier to not hate people that are playing with you. Um, but I mean, I look at massive, the Mass Effect multiplayer, and, and I remember the time sync guy would put in. Um, and if I had a crappy team, you know, and that's a game like League of Legends, it had levels. Um, but I never remember feeling like my time was necessarily wasted. In a lot of cases, maybe I'm just a positive person. And everything with me was just a learning experience. <sighs> Lull just seems like it's a special kind of club that I would be terrified to well, join. But there's a, there's a lot of terrifying clubs, like PvP servers on MMOs. And mm, not into that. Oh, yeah. Let me go into MMOs for the a bit. The entire Trent, shooter thing. <laughs> Trent, you can chime in to having done some in-game stuff in Final Fantasy XIV. The biggest, and Final Fantasy XI was the same way. Because initially on Final Fantasy XI, when you were playing, it was the most team-focused thing I had ever played in my entire life. Because it had to be. Everyone would die otherwise. Yeah, because anything well, you did, you had to have... where you can run the game yourself, because there's yes, so you many can, buffs. <laughs> yeah, you can do it completely solo now. But initially, when I was playing, back when it first came out, you had to have six party members, all in like a good combination of 
classes and you could not have any variation. If somebody was using a subclass that wasn't optimal, you know, unless you had a dedicated party, they're like, screw you, get out of here. You know, there were specific things they wanted. They wanted to check your gear. They wanted to make sure you were doing that because you could not progress. You couldn't do anything hardly in that game without a balanced party that was going like that. And that's and that's on the game designers for not making the game yeah. accessible. Absolutely. And, and they I fixed think- that over time and have made it to where you can completely solo the game now. So they knew what the problems were and they addressed it, but at the time it was awful. And 14 yeah. has the same problem with the in-game stuff because there are certain things that people want to do that they want to get through it as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And oh. if you're holding them back in that, you're the problem. It, there's, there's, It's hard to find a balance of people that want to have a fun experience yeah. and people that are just trying to get through this because they've done it 15,000 times and this is 15,001 and they need to get such and such item and you're their only roadblock from that. Exactly. Um, I, we had some discussions about this when I first started uh, playing A Realm Reborn proper this past July, and I got to the end game just recently. I'm going to hold off until Christmas to get into Heaven's Ward, but I really enjoyed every dungeon, every raid that I did, every challenge, anything that involved co-op with other people. I really enjoyed it until I hit the end game because it seemed like there was a a parallel progression with other players. Everyone was around the same level, trying to get to the same things, willing to help each other out, willing to explain boss strategies if they've maybe done the dungeon once or twice. But you hit that end game and you start doing the hard versions of these dungeons or or the final level raids. Anything that involves more than four people parties, oh, yeah. people, people are nasty. People will treat you like you should not be in a party if you haven't already read up on boss strategy or lay mm-hmm. out a dungeon. And I don't know about you, Mac. Personally, I'm of the persuasion that if I've, I haven't done something before, I want to go in fresh and see yeah. what it's like and figure things out. I don't want to go onto a wikia and, mm-hmm. and know what's going to happen in the dungeon and know yeah. what the boss is going to do and know all the strategies and area of effects before mm-hmm. I get into it. Because that's, that's not that's not playing a game to me. Yes, that's, sir. That is exactly that's the that's exactly the experience that I ran into because I went through the lower level dungeons, and it was better there because it was like I said, it was a lower investment. You only had four people, and it was easier to get people that you knew. So there were people that were part of the free company that you know RP Gamer had kind of started. A lot of our own crew was doing this stuff with me, and they were more than willing to just do it for whatever. They were higher level. They were just having fun. But it's just like what you said. As soon as you get the end game, if you don't have dedicated people that are looking to have fun, that are doing it just to progress, that are doing it because this is their time investment and they don't want to waste any time, that's when the claws came out. Honestly, there were times I was in dungeons and my character was like max level. I had a legendary weapon that had been upgraded like four times like i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i'm a rookie but because people looked at my stats and i i didn't have like four maxed out classes they would treat me like i was a noob or something and there was like a lot of like catty name calling and it blew me away because this is a phenomenon that i did not see until i was probably like 70 hours into the game like i i just didn't realize that people could be can can i so nasty and petty over this stuff this Mm -hmm. is the thing like just listening to what you guys are saying like that's just 
disgusting, if I'm being honest. Like, it is. To me, that's just not playing a game. Mm-hmm. The moment that it becomes that. a chore, it's no longer fun, and it's no longer a game. Well, And, this... and work shouldn't be a game. Well, I mean, that's, that's another issue. That's another issue, and I think... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think Idea Channel did a great video on that idea that we might touch on later on, especially because it's really super relevant to what we do now. But I think, I mean, there is a time investment thing and people get really wrapped up in the idea that I'm a level 50 ranger and I'm the best level 50 ranger that ever ranged. So I'm going to range the hell out of everything. And if you can't drew it up to my ranging, death to you. But I'm legitimately curious as to, you know, just coming at it as a reviewer. Like you're, like if you had to review Final Fantasy XIV right now. And I, and I did back in the day, and I did review it in this setting that we're talking about. So. Yeah, like how do you how do you address that? Do you just talk about the tools for match for finding groups and just the functionality and sort of let the community slide or do you have to kind of sit down and say hey look guys the the people are pretty solid on most oh. servers until you get to the end like is I, is that part of disclosure i think because online multiplayer is such a core component and it's so central to the game you can't really avoid the issue like obviously a review matt Max review on this game was very well focused on all the different mechanics and parameters of the game in terms of uh, music, graphics, everything. And and like you can look at those more objective elements, but it is a multiplayer game and your interactions with other players that you know and that you don't know totally color the experience. And I think if I were to write a review of the game when I was 20 hours in, and if I were to write a review of the game after all the time I've spent now, mm-hmm. I would still probably write a glowing review of the game itself. But it would be remiss of me not to mention how my approach to dealing with people when I was in dungeons changed over time. And it wasn't always a really good experience. I had some experiences where I I know Mac caught me venting over Twitter because I was just blown away at how some people were treating me. And 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 again, I didn't see myself as a, a rookie player or a burden, but you ask a few questions in a text chat and then suddenly you're a pariah. <laughs> and, and see, yeah. this, is, this is why I, honestly, I stuck to playing with the girls when I played Ma- the Mass Effect multiplayer because to me, oh, you, playing you alone... You, you couldn't play that game with randos just because you'd get abuse for... Having a low end seven rank yep. or picking the wrong race, like not having unlocked the right race class combination. Like I want to play a biotic, but I only locked, unlocked this one. And no, you're you're terrible. You're stupid. Suck. Go away. Well, and that was just it. The few times that I did play alone, or I played with one other person. Um, actually, I I can recall a really great experience that I played with Glenn once. Um, we turned our microphones off just to sort of listen to kind of the chatter. Um, and just the way it's like, man, that dude who's playing like the Krogan soldier just, you know, sucking ass. And meanwhile, that was me. And hilariously enough, I, I actually had the highest rank in that match, which, you know, when Glenn and I turned our mics back on, we were kind of going, whoa, whoa, whoa. So they said you sucked, but you beat the living snot out of them. Well, and, and that's just it. Like, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And that's why, like I said, I just would just 
focus on the person who I was hanging out with instead. Because to me, it was never a job to play the multiplayer. For me, it was just, I'm going to relax and chat with my friends and well, play the multiplayer. Stepping, but, but, Sam, stepping back from multi, from online, you're, mm-hmm. you're a dedicated couch co-op person. Yes. Um, do you think just sitting down and playing it with me changed what you thought of this? Like, Realms of the Ancient War, where we, we just literally said, wait, there's more? <laughs> like, like if that was me on my own, I would have just turned off the game and walked away from it for four days. Well, I mean, but remember, I was the reviewer. We were, yeah, but no, flipping places. If you would have asked me to review it, I would have been far less kind than you were. Given, I gave it a 1.5. Yeah, I would have found a way to justify the point five, <laughs> But <laughs> I would have... But, you know, would you... But because we were both there and we just hammered through it and laughed at everything along the way, do you think that changed your attitude and do you think that should have? Do you, do you think you could have stepped away from it? Yes and no. Um... I think Realms of the Ancient War was kind of a weird experience because, and maybe the extra point five I gave it was justified by the fact that at the end of the day, I was having a lot of fun with this really crappy game. Um, I mean, I've never seen so many spiders in one game. Oh, so <laughs> many spiders. But uh, we, we played a bunch of other ones. Like, there was one where the couch co-op broke it. Like, yes. it, it made the camera un... It Which jostled the camera... Was that Vampire Nights or it was something like that? Yes, that like was that. Vampire Nights. Um, like which, the that camera weird deck thirteen game. Yeah, the 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 way the camera had to adjust for two players meant that enemies respond continuously. Yeah, we we broke that one. That one was a little. Well, actually, sorry, the game game broke itself. If I'm being honest, because the, that was a weird no, situation where like we that, couldn't. That's a mode you're supposed to play. Well, that's no. I meant I meant it in the sense of you know, no matter how hard we had tried in that mode, we just couldn't get that bug to not keep happening um and that was pretty brutal and i i I wish this is one of those things where if i could have reviewed the game without having finished it oh my god the laundry list i would have had let me use my healing powers yes saying it six times i think no he said it once they just don't reuse the clip (laughs) they reuse the clip um when i review couch co-op games with scott like for me the spending time with him always actually factors into my enjoyment. Uh, if we come out of it miserable, like with Realms of the Ancient War, yeah, that, that that's going to be in there. It's like, this game made two people unhappy. That's twice as many as a lot of games I play. Whereas, you know, I think back to when we played, um, what's the one with the traps? Dungeon... Oh, D- D- Dungeon Defenders, Defenders. The, the, little, the little tower defense thing. If I'm being honest, like that was the most fun I had with a couch co-op game. Because you could sit there with the person you were sitting beside and you could plot together sort of how you wanted to set up the traps. Whereas I feel doing that online where you can't... Or even just doing that alone. Or, exactly. Like, even doing I think that, alone. That, that is a game where it is legitimately improved by doing it together and... I'm a guy who plays Borderlands games solo. Ugh. I know it. It's it's disgusting, but I do. It's it. awful. It hey, really I do is. too. I I can't. I, like, not worth it. <laughs> I I find I find a way. I find things to like about it, but it's also just like wow. That this is this game is kind of sparse in between. Um, you know, Mister Torg on the radio. 
But are you having more fun, let's say, playing it with someone like well, me, where this is my first Borderlands game, and I'm still kind of learning what's well, what's there? That, that's you and me in the same room, and I've played it with friends in different rooms. And I, at this stage, I would never play this with people I didn't know, because I feel like the Borderlands community knew what was going on by the time they finished Borderlands 1. And is now just impatient with me just sort of poking around and looking for audio logs and making sure I've got enough ammo and double checking all of my guns three times. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just let you do it because... Well, Sam, you never check your guns. No, I really like, don't. It's like, why do I keep losing? When did you check your guns? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to check my guns. I, I do think, like I said, some games work better as an experience that you're sharing with somebody else. Um Especially if it's someone you know. I mean, I look at when I play Dungeon Defenders with Scott, and being able to talk a lot of the strategy out made it a much more fun experience. Whereas I think if I was playing that, and I did play it online a couple times with just random people, it didn't have the same effect. Because um, most people really just kind of have their own agendas. And I think that can be really challenging when you're when you're playing, in that case, a cooperative game. Yeah. Um, I, I think when you're playing it cooperatively with the same goal, you really do want to play it with somebody that you know, because at least they're going to kind of be on the same page with you, or at least you'd hope they would be. Um, ra ran random people make it a little bit harder, that's that's for sure. But it's funny, because I go back to Ragnarok Odyssey, and that's a great game where, you know what? Playing that with random people is not necessarily a bad thing. Well, that game is so straightforward exactly. that there's really... Nothing that could go wrong. And well, what about something like Diablo three? Because I, Diablo three was no. we had a horrible couch co op experience with that. Well, that that's just uh, Blizzard not know necessarily knowing how to make that game fly on consoles. But even dropping into it online or just 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 messing around with it, it felt like if you weren't playing the game, it, it it's like it's like an any it's a lot like an MMO where if you aren't playing the game right. You're going to catch hell for it. Well, and that happened to me a few times playing it by myself. And I admit, like, I thought Diablo 3 was boring as all hell. Um, and I don't get the big deal. But it's funny because one of my biggest gripes with it was Scott and I tried to play at Couch Co-op. And the game couldn't figure out how to do split screen uh, item management. Something that both Dungeon Hunter Alliance, Realms of the Ancient War, and Crimson Alliance all got correct. And those are and those are you crappier know, but, games. But, but but a lot of games like Border, Borderlands Two, for instance. Like, have you guys done like the split screen co op in like the Handsome Jack collection? Um, no, we're playing. Well, we we're we're Man. playing the original release. Okay, well, even the original, like it's it's atrocious. Oh yeah, it's, it's like, pretty rough. You, you see, like you you have this is a game where you have to go into your player menu how often over the course of an hour, maybe twenty times. And you only are subject to, like, two-thirds of the vertical screen. Yeah, I agree with you. That one's pretty bad. Like, it's so... Pay the, 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 the amount I don't care what the game is. You scale. You scale that menu. You well, scale they that menu. Well, I, I don't believe in. Trent, I don't believe in where, scrolling. Where, where, okay? where? What I'm saying you, though you, is, you you had to mesh. You had to mess around with the right thumbstick to read descriptions. Well, well, and, awful. And, and awful. my my gripe with Diablo well, three though is they they really don't get it right though. Like Scott and I could be sitting and playing Realms of Ancient War, and we could look at each other's equipment and say. 
cool, you know, that's better than this. Whereas if I wanted to look at my equipment, I had to wait till Scott was done. Yeah. I think that's and I BS. Think, and I think there is something to be said for that sort of resolving that those issues because those are a headache that single player doesn't have to be honest or online doesn't it just it it didn't feel accessible and when you're doing any sort of cooperative gaming or multiplayer gaming you need to have accessibility you have to well well, fewer and fewer games. Are oh, I have know, that but now. it's just one of those things Blitz where screen is being fixed out. All right, well, Sam, <laughs> we're just gonna have to buy a second Vita and play Monster Hunter around the to oh Satsu like we're supposed to. Okay. Oh, we should probably get a one of one of those tables then. It's a little bit more work. Let's get juice and chips. <laughs> I'm just saying. And a heated table <laughs> and another Vita. We're gonna need a lot more people to join the Sam Marcello fan club. No, we're not. Nine ninety five. No, we don't. No, no. Why are so you we have to play some, Monster Hunter on a Vita anyway? I was going to say, Everyone how are we going to play Monster Hunter on Vita when it's not there, Scott? It's on 3DS. Oh, jeez. Yeah, dude. Monster Hunter hasn't been on Sony consoles in years. Oh, man. Let's cry dude. now. I'm going to cry. Except for the, there well, is Monster the Hunter on Vita. It's just not the good Monster oh, Hunter. Oh, oh, oh. Don't the... even. Don't even, Mac. <laughs> Don't you call that abomination a Vita game? <laughs> Which one? It is, a PS, it is a PSP game, and Sony needs to let go. Can, can I? They keep, they keep featuring it on their goddamn PlayStation No, store. no, I'm talking about Frontier G, the MMO Monster Hunter game. Oh. Which is Frontier even worse. Frontier G sounds like, like a window. terrible the, country uh, and western strip club. You're, you're making me vomit on my bed. It's the window. It's the PC game. Can I just? Yeah. Can I just say uh, that I, I, there is like, not in all Jack Nicholson <laughs> style, right? There is one game series I like playing co-op, and I, I feel weird that it's even in the series, which is the Tales series. Like you have co-op, well, but it's more of a one person still has to do the running around. Well, that's part, it but though. The battles like that's a terrible people. multiplayer <laughs> setup terrible. because only one player gets to drive. Not even just the story. One player gets to drive it's the terrible, but which I love section it. <laughs> of the overworld are we in yeah. now? You, you know what was one of my favorite co-op games ever? And it was actually an RPG. Secret of Mana. I grew up playing Secret of Mana with my older brother on our Super Nintendo. I would always have the sprite character. He would always have uh, Randy, I guess is the official title for, for the main character. And we would play that game start to finish over and over again. And it it felt like kind of like a rudimentary MMO in a sense. But it's, like it's you have you have that player autonomy, yeah. you buy the equipment, you, you level up your magic, you have control of one player, someone else has control of another player. Uh, you're you're both moving in the same d- direction, you're both a part of the party. There's like a tether there. But uh you you have your own ability to choose to attack things. But you know what, stuff. Trent? I don't know. I think you're right. I think that that's actually a really good example. I mean, hard to believe came out on the SNES, but you know that was a fun game to sit and play with somebody else because you yeah. not only had the social level that came with it, but it's the fact that it was just simple enough that you know you guys couldn't you can stray in a way where it was like, yeah. um, okay, you're like totally in a different area than i am sam uh you need to come back sam like i said i think i do agree with you i think secret of mana did so much right so early and yet it's amazing how 
we haven't really had anything like that in a very long time. I know, I know. Square was like, "Yeah, this is great. Let's never do this again." That, that's a usual. That, that square like philosophy. a square move. Just, we'll talk about square <laughs> moves. Hey, Crystal Chronicles, my oh. man. But Crystal, Crystal Chronicles, Chronicles oh, was a oh. special <laughs> snowflake. Mr. Potato Moto, your cart already I... has four chairs. Why do we have to buy add-ons? <laughs> First, yeah, first, I, first of all, uh, I hate Crystal Chronicles, so don't if, think I'm if, actually defeated it. If, if Wheels is listening to this podcast, Crystal Chronicles is horrible, and he should feel bad for like that's Wheels. right. Crystal, Among your Crystal many Chronicles other sins, is, he knows there's many. Crystal Chronicles is one of those games that deserves to be way better than it actually is, and and, and not just the first game for the GameCube, but every single Crystal Chronicles game that has come out since has has had so much potential to be so good and it just hasn't lived up to it. Honestly, what Final Fantasy Explorers is looking to turn out to be is what Crystal Chronicles should have been from the start. Screw that game. <laughs> screw that game Aww. and screw that horrible opening soundtrack music. Screw both songs on <laughs> that soundtrack. Screw both of them. Do, do you know do you, do you, do you remember the the song that played at the beginning of that game? No, and I don't care to because the only the, you know JRPGs have this horrible tendency to have awful opening theme songs that just happen to somehow coincide with the overarching theme of the game. The only theme song that I've listened to that was worse than the one for Crystal Chronicles for the GameCube was the one for Grandia Three for the PS2. Pretty terrible. They played that again when they were flying at the end of the game when they were flying through space, parting oh, sparkles it was, it was or like whatever that was. Uh, just awful. all right. I'm sorry. I I, I don't mean to no, rant so much tonight. It, it's a good but... night to rant, but what are we? Is is there something that could make this better? I, it feels like a thousand small things, and some of it is just as a reviewer deciding when you have to decide it matters. Some of it is just taking a minute to care, because I feel like multiplayer is a tacked-on element unless you're making a multiplayer-only game. Well, like I said, Dungeon Defenders is, a, is probably the best example I can think of, though, where... You know, if you're playing it with the community, you're having a different experience than you are playing with a friend. And I remember I mentioned the multiplayer in the review because that was just a weird case of you couldn't coordinate. And in a game like that, coordination was kind of everything. But have I had, to be honest, I haven't mentioned multiplayer a lot in games. Actually, I'm a liar. I've played two games with Adrian that were both co-op based and Dragon's crown is actually a really good multiplayer game but that's because it borrows enough of the beat-em-up elements that you kind of already know what you're getting yourself into but playing that with randoms actually was a good experience in a lot of cases now that i'm thinking back to it there was something about again just people willing to help you out if they were higher level and and again i think that attributes to the fact that there you couldn't really talk during it but i'm a liar so maybe I played the solution more multiplayer is games. not yeah. talking <laughs> facilitate yeah, you don't have to not a verbal a a lingual communication that's the key but you know what i do think the non-communication helps in a weird way because sometimes i think people just can figure out the cues without really needing to talk mm, in some situations i don't think so because i 
played Portal Two. That, with, that's with, a different case. With with, with a broken okay, it, it, no, but microphone. I I mean it more in the sense you keep, like that that that's a problem solving. But, game. but that's what I mean. Okay. I, <laughs> when I think that Monster Hunter that a monster in Monster Hunter is not a problem to be solved. I with murder. I meant more in the sense of a game like Dragon's Crown because it's a two D beat 'em up RPG. That is so much easier to know the cues of what to do versus okay. Portal, which requires puzzleness. Let, let's trying let, let to express reference, uh, drop let, into this let, thing at the me. same time as me through nine emotes was very hard, but I got it done. <laughs> okay, uh, allow me to 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 compare and contrast uh, again. I'm going to reference Destiny uh, to Portal. Uh, so you're playing strikes with people. And the intent is to get to the end and not die. So everyone revives everyone. Everyone kills whatever they can kill. Everyone uses their special and saves it to the most opportune time. And everyone looks for the weakness in the boss and tries to exploit it and avoid damage. And it's all very straightforward. And There's a lot of cheering and there's a lot of emotes, blah, blah, blah. Everything you need to do is right in front of you. The game tells you without words, without actual direction, what you need to do to survive because the alternative is death. And it's all very straightforward. <laughs> Portal and Portal 2 are not just problem-solving games. They are physics-based problem-solving games. And those kind of complex mechanics cannot easily be described by a game just presenting itself. You either have to think through the problem and then communicate to someone what you think the best solution is, or just assume that they've done it before in order to push forward. <laughs> it's 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 a completely different yeah. scenario. All right. So Mac, how do we do better? How do how do gamers do better? How do devs do better? How do reviewers do better? Never talking to anyone. <laughs> yes. That's, that's only, f- only playing single player games. Man, sucks to be a tabletop gamer. <laughs> Can't do that muted. I was. I'll be yeah, it's just one. It's just me standing in front of the Catalyst, Catalyst Game Lab building with one finger held up. Guess which one? Somebody asks me a question and then sorry, I don't get sorry, to answer. Sorry. No wonder I like co-op <laughs> games. <laughs> All these other people that I have to deal with. That gimmick. <laughs> now I think changing the dynamic. That's the biggest way to make things better, is to not do the same old, same old. Like I say, I'd like to see more things take the Dark Souls approach to where you can go through and play with people as you feel like it, or if you don't want to feel like it. Anything like that that gives me options. My biggest problem with co-op is the hardest time that I have is being able to set aside time to play with specific people at the time they're available. I have a hard time with that. So if there's something that lets me play with people that are not going to really hinder my experience, that I can just drop in, drop out, things like that, much better. Um, I was looking, uh, there's a game that got kickstarted just a while back, Moon Hunters, that's coming to some PlayStation consoles next year. I played it. It's awesome. Did you? Awesome. See, they were talking about, that was one of the things they were asking their followers is, do you want drop in, drop out? co-op or do you rather have something like you know local multiplayer i would much rather have a drop in drop out where if i'm playing and somebody else is playing at the same time awesome we can just jump in and play together fantastic but i don't have to set aside that specific time because i don't do local co-op it it just doesn't happen not with rpgs at least and i think there's better ways to do things 
that would just kind of shake it up and do something different than just the same old MMO style, you know, things like Destiny, Final Fantasy XIV, and not to even get into things like League that are way more of a team-based investment. No, team so. and time. Exactly. Moon Hunters, you know, I ended up playing it back, uh, back at TCAF in May, um, but I had a good chance to talk to a lot of the developers, and because it's a very co-op-focused game, you know, they were often asking a lot of the people, you know, who were coming up to play it and say, like, how do you feel about playing with someone you don't know? And a lot of them would be like, well, you know, we kind of have to talk to each other. or We're never going to kind of figure out what we need to do. Interestingly, because Moon Hunters has a decision uh, based mechanic, um, you can totally agree with the person you're talking with or you know, it does a dice roll and it says, you know what? You told that person to go F themselves and you're going to do what you want anyways. Um, I feel like they're taking a lot of tender love and care towards this project just in terms of trying to make an accessible co-op experience that people would want to replay over and over again. I mean, I think of the number of times I played Castle Crashers <laughs> over and over again. And that's probably because of the fact that just I kept coming back for the good community um, and when I was talking mm-hmm. to them, I said, I think the most important thing is fostering a good community from the get go. Um, you know, it's not just taking fans. Su- it's not sense. just about taking fan suggestion, but it's also about when people are playing your game, how does it make them feel when they're working with someone they don't know versus someone they do know? Like I was playing with my best friend. We were totally sabotaging each other for shits and giggles because that's what we do. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah. when we played with a random person, with us as our third person we had to be a little bit more considerate we couldn't just dick around because you know that other person wanted to cooperate with us and that's just it like for me personally when i think of co-op games i i really like playing with people i know and that's just because it's for the fun of it not just because it's... all right well how do we th- i guess you were talking about drop and drive about but what about asynchronous or weird like social elements like something i actually really enjoyed and this is entirely asic asynchronous multiplayer element is that in need for speed most wanted the most recent one to be called most wanted it would whenever you went through a red light or smashed through a billboard it would tell you who smashed it who who on your friends list, smashed through it fastest. Ooh. I actually like those. Yeah. Um, Sleeping Dogs did that fantastic. Yeah, Sleeping as Dogs well. did that too. At the end of every mission, it'd be like, so you know, you did it in less seconds. Kim than your friend. did this like four seconds faster, and pun and had a longer <laughs> combo string on that. What do you think of that, bud? What do you think? That's an interesting. And I. That's an interesting. And I think thing. that, and that's like a weird. I, I sort of like that idea of leaderboards and having the arcade scoreboard where you're just like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm a much mm. better witcher than you are, Mac. <laughs> I will outwitch <laughs> you yeah. so hard. Okay. <laughs> now, that's one thing that I will definitely tell is I don't care as much about the competitive aspect of things, but I love it when games do like shared world stats, yes. things like Life is Strange, yeah. the Telltale games that will tell you what other people have done and how many other people made that. I don't want to know ahead of time, and I almost, you know, I don't want to know at the moment, but I want to be able to look back at that later and see what I did that other people did too, what choices were made, and what 
how I differed or were the same as other folks. You know, it's one thing that I've seen in a few games that I, I kind of like, but I can't really classify as multiplayer, but it's still kind of like a weird player exchange. Do you, do you remember that um, battle-based element in Persona 4 Golden where you could send goodwill or support to another player on like yes. the other side of the yeah. planet? I, I really love that idea because... It's not multiplayer per se, but it it, it takes the like concept. The fact that you're of, already connected to the network. I'm playing. Other people are playing, and it's not about me. It's about us. Like I don't have to send support to this guy, but I want to because mm-hmm. I want the community to be supportive, and I like it when I enter a battle and I get a random buff because someone thought. The Pokemon same X and Y did something you know? very similar as well, and I think that's that's a fun that's a fun element where it's. Even there, there was an organized thing for what? What's it in Pokemon Wonder Trade? Wonder where you, Trade, you know, where you're just dropping randoms. I love Wonder Pokemon Trade. Ha- there was there was an organized Twitter campaign to on Christmas Day, you drop gift. good shit in there. Yeah, because it was like, hey, there's going to be a lot of people who are cracking this game for the first time. Yep, let's give so them a nice gift. Let's not give them be doofs. I totally participate. <laughs> Bidoofs. All of the my, so my, many bidoofs. My best friend, whenever we play Pokemon, that was her favorite thing to do to me was to give me bidoofs. And I used to drive me crazy because I'd be like, you know, I'm giving her something pretty rad that I got, and she's just like, bidoof. Oh bidoofs? Hey, that bidoofs had a name. That name was handcrafted with love. Well, that's just, she would name them all like ridiculous things. And... So now you had nine bidoofs with stupid names. But you know what? I, I adored Wonder Trade. And I, I love that, again, that was something that the community could participate and foster in. And... In bidoofs. <laughs> in bidoofs. But you know what? I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk ill about Wonder Trade. I mean, other than... Yeah, I got a crappy Bidoof, but it didn't Sometimes stop me. Sometimes you just get Bidoofs. But you know what? It didn't stop them from going back and gambling again to see what they'd get the next time around. Especially if you can flip that stupid Bidoof. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I flipped flip the Bidoof. flipped those Bidoofs. I flipped the Bidoofs many times. That's, that's a terrible reality show coming to <laughs> Home and Garden Television. <laughs> Actually, maybe there is someone flipping Bidoofs. Every time they get a terrible Pokemon in Wonder Trade, they go out and they grind it up and optimize it and then flip it out there again. To be the best, the best damn the Bidoof. Bidoof ever. It's like, man, I got this Bidoof. This- when I got this Bidoof, all I knew was tackle and growl. <laughs> now he knows Hyper Beam. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. All right, so ending on that positive note, we're going to slide over to feedback, where Davey D calls us out for not mentioning a game that I put in the show notes. Which game System is System Shock 2. That is our call. <laughs> Don't we talk about System Shock actually, 2, like, every time? We actually did Every time. <laughs> we did Every time. It. You know how many times Scott and I have discussed System Shock 2 and Davey Every sex? time. Like, not a clue. There, there's at least one. You guys are supposed to have your shot glasses episode. ready. Yeah, the, it's a drink cue because I'm an old man who likes old games. You hate RPGs. Except RP- really you hate RPGs so really much. well developed yeah. before their time. You hate games. you hate RPGs yeah. so much, Scott. You hate I hate them. them. In and fact, yet you continue you know to play what? them. And you know what? I can't turn my brain off just because I like a thing. We can sit down and we can talk about things that are deeply wrong in Deus Ex. But it's still the best game ever, except for Tetris. 
I disagree with Tetris. Isn't it weird how people complain about that? Like, why can't why can't you just stop overthinking things and analyzing things? There are times where I like something specifically because I recognize how bad but it there is. There are days where I'm like, I, I this, don't think there's anything wrong. There with are that. days when I'm like, this is phenomenally stupid on numerous levels, but it's so earnest and fun about it. So I'm playing one of those games right now. Let's admittedly. do that thing. And you know what? I'm loving the shit out of it, knowing I can't give it higher than a three. All right, there we go. Uh, Gaijin <laughs> has some ex- examples that maybe didn't make it over. Mark of the Mermaid and Sema? Sema, I think, did, actually. It's a GBA game. Okay, that might be why I missed it, because I was Because I think it was published at... by Natsume. I was... Okay, Sema is uh, not the Chartered uh, Independent Music Association. <laughs> I remember Jooms gave it a one. So that should tell you something right there. Well, okay. Oh. Now, now I'm less intrigued. Oh, it, does. it tells me all kinds of things. Oh, man. That Jooms is a glutton Nintendo for punishment. Nintendo Power gave it an 86, which is like the lowest they're allowed to give. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Gaijin was just giving us more cases of actually horrific in bad terms, not in horror sense. Okay, and Victor uh, claims that we are nonchalant in our discussion of Kadelka, and I say that we are both flippant and glib, and that... Um, the true horror of Sonic Chronicles Dark Brotherhood is not stylus controls and quick time events, but Sonic's n- endless cavalcade of animal friends. They are all there. All of no, I'm true. them. I'm, I'm going to disagree. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that the biggest problem with that game is the fact that it forced you to do quick time events with your stylus in combat. And I could only stomach like five battles before I was past. Like there's it. there's no basic attack that just lets you mash through every time. It's honest, like like it's this is an RPG, guys. You know, like like I I didn't think I had to explain this to Bioware, but it's like sometimes <laughs> sometimes I just want to press a button and make things go forward. Okay, I don't want to do a physical action twelve times each battle because i have probably like 5000 battles ahead of me i'm past it i don't like using sticks like <laughs> that's just me i'm not drawing this circle every time i need to heal oh i'm not drawing gosh. a circle every time i need to heal you know what i, st- I still like pokemon pokemon show. shadows of almia totally did it right leave me alone i'm going to go sit in my corner cuz drawing circles in that game is fun but yeah, the, the lesson to remember is that we are not nonchalant. We are Perfect. glib. We are glib. Glib. Diction. It counts. Thank you. <laughs> is that the story? Thank you. Again, I'm still asking, who is the worst curmudgeon, you say? Scott or Trent? The end of the day, it I'm switches not, roles. I'm not, a, I'm not a curmudgeon. I'm cynical. I'm not a curmudgeon. Scott's clearly a You curmudgeon. kids with your destinies need to get off of my lawn. My space right. one. He's he's a, you, and you know you know he's a curmudgeon because he's a pen and paper guy. He's gonna be that he's gonna be that guy at the table who's like, I know what real RPGs are. You kids and your buttons. <laughs> yeah, that that's why I spend so much of my time like researching new tabletop RPGs that aren't stupid and old. <laughs> it that that's the irony. That is the bitter irony. Is I'm looking for tabletop to do something novel and i just want someone to look at what made sense about deus ex and do that again nope 
Nopity nope and nope. Well, get off my lawn. And as for getting off my lawn, Max's review of Fallout 4 has come out and has reignited things we've said in prior episodes. Yay! And I should remind Mac that, of course, that game deserved a purple square, not not whatever he gave it. You said it was a no, purple rectangle. No. You said oh, purple rectangle. okay, purple rectangle. That's even better. <laughs> Slightly right. bigger to the max. Just a reminder, Mac is still a human being, and he still has feelings, and we should respect those oh, feelings. More importantly, we should have a reminder that RP Gamer is a collection of individuals who work under one banner, but we're but we're pretty cool with disagreeing and having divergences from each other. So while Mac, yes, did not give this a purple rectangle, it's also perfectly valid that someone else could come along and give Diablo 3 on PC um, an orange square. Well, I do have to disagree with one thing that has just been said. Sam, I am no longer a human being. I am now a super mutant. So. Oh no! Oh no! I gotta heal you with the power <sighs> yep. of love! No, you have okay, to- Okay, there's nothing wrong with being a superhuman. Do you, did you forget about how wicked Fox was? Fox is pretty wicked. Oh. Fox he, is wicked. He's wicked as shit. He could survive, you know, the, the end game, but even though it took them a whole patch for them to be able to <laughs> get back in there and do that. I've, I've never wanted to hug a man that was giant and green and mutated as much as I've wanted to hug And, Fox. I mean, L- Lily. Lily's I like super Lily. super rad. Lily, I, I was always Once had Lily. Once she's got her dosage right. Also, remember out there, get your dosage right. It's important. I liked Lily. She was my yeah. favorite. She's grandma. She's a little grandma. She's so cute. You know what's the best thing about Fallout 4? The music. Dog? I was gonna say I was gonna say the lack of three dog. Oh God! <laughs> no, oh, no. All right. The I'm, I'm sorry. Of no three dog. No, I'm so so sorry. I'm about to say this, but the dude that is the DJ in Diamond City Radio for Fallout Four will make you wish three dog was no. Back. So so in <laughs> other words, I want Wayne Newton back. Yeah, really. We just need Wayne Newton. It, it would- Definitely, yeah, you would definitely like that. Mr. Back. New Vegas. Oh, this guy is, it's so weird. It's like they got some weird little creepy teenager that is making, he, he, he just stutters and, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Cringe. I guess. Cringe, so we, we, we We have some, <laughs> some music. Ew. Um, See, you alone. know what that sounds you know, like? I, you know what that sounds like? I can think of a few things. A lot of of podcasts that are out there. I I was going to say masturbation, but you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. I think, I think their joke might be so spot on that the satire doesn't catch anymore. Like Poe's Law, Poe's Law will happen there. In any case, when Fallout Four comes out tomorrow, the tenth, you can make your own proper assessment, not just "Oh my God, what is wrong with you?" Even though you haven't played the game. Purple rectangles. Will win the day, and Mac will uh, be publicly flawed, flogged for his mistake. I feel like Mac should that, get like goal, purple right? hearts. Can he have purple hearts instead? No, it has to be like a real. It has but to be a, heart, a little polygon. It has to be an actual deserves, polygon. Everybody deserves a heart. 
just want blue moons and her pink horseshoes or whatever's in like each other. And blue moons, pots of gold, <laughs> rainbows, and some red balloons. Okay, now that we're talking about breakfast cereal, we're calling this an episode. Good night, Good everybody. Tune in next time for our annual Q&A episode. Feel free to use the thread uh, for this episode. Yes, the link will be right this time. To send us your questions, the best one will get you a copy of Hard West. Good night, everyone. Bye. The Active Topical Banter Show is an RP Gamer production, all rights reserved. Visit rpgamer.com for contact info, discussions, and other great content. Music by Nubuo Oematsu, arrangements courtesy of ocremix.com. about so much sex. You got that right. You don't believe I'm You're a filthy man. I'm telling Crispy. Please do. When I let you go, you cry. Oh, yes. Dear Crispy, your husband listens to a, na- a long dead black man sing about his sexual black prowess. <laughs> is he dead? He might he could be alive. Billy Ward, is he alive? Minutes of blowing my top. Deceased. Oh, yeah. Not 60 minutes I joined this call at the right time. I'm still wearing pants. You need to fix that, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, Ma- I remember Megaton was a town inhabited by people who did nothing, deuced nothing, traded nothing, and ate 200-year-old TV dinners that I nuked just so I didn't have to think about their lifestyle anymore. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you could do that. You could blow that town up, and you remember that. And that quest was not essential to anything. Other gears. That's what grinds my gears of war. I still don't know what emulsion is, <laughs> but we played all of them. <laughs> I don't know what emulsion <laughs> is. I want to be where the people are. I want to hear. Want to hear them podcasting? I got my follow innuendo in my head for the introduction. Uh, one time. <laughs> anyway, Mac. Just, just so you know, I did appreciate. Your I did review. too. Hey, thank you. As far as I'm concerned, you are a magenta dodecahedron. Oh, that's pretty bad. That is the sweetest thing anybody has said to me today. In in geometry, that is my favorite 12 flat-faced surface. (laughs)
poly polygon. That's that is the one. I mean, someone's gotta love the D12. May as well be Trent. <laughs>